So my brothers and sisters, we celebrate this wonderful feast of St. Monica and reminded of her influence um, even still in this world. She was quite a woman. Her husband was uh, a roustabout, unfaithful and all kinds of things, Patricius. And Augustine followed his father. So the two of them were two tough folks to deal with. But like all good women, she prayed mightily. And as you know, ultimately and finally, both came to Christ. Augustine was fed up with her and got on a boat from Tagast, way up in the northern part of Africa, and uh, took a, 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 a ship to um, Milan and met Ambrose there. And somehow he went through this process of conversion. And when Monica found out that he had gone and left her, she got into a boat and followed him. (laughs) So she was quite a mother. And um, they stayed there in Rome, they stayed in Italy in Rome, until finally, at the time of her death, Augustine wanted to return to Ostia because his mother should not die in foreign soil, he thought, but should go back uh, to her homeland where her family and friends were. But Monica waved him off and said, Augustine, forget about it. All I want you to do is to remember me at the altar of God every day because he had become a priest. And so she left this world in great peace, really, and uh, I believe is still a force in this community of faith. She sheds tears for families who, who have children that are separated and distanced and disconnected. She is the great woman of our time, a strong woman, a powerful woman, a woman unafraid to speak up and speak her mind and tell the truth. And a woman who I believe in a very special way is a part of all of our lives. I remember the day when this church literally almost fell in 1994 at the earthquake. And I came into the church and the tower was leaning out onto 7th Street. And the whole ceiling had fallen. And there was a big gaping hole in that sanctuary and uh, in the nave. I mean, the place was in ruins. And um, Father Michael Rocha was the associate at the time. He looked at me and he said, we've lost the church. I said, thanks a lot, Michael. (laughs) We've not lost the church. And of all the things, everything else had fallen. The rare doses, everything was all shattered. That panel of Monica, I swear to you, was the only thing that remained intact. Now... You know, you could say that's an old fool talking, and maybe I am. I am an old fool. But I believe that, that she has been with us as, as our patron. And I do believe that she has a force and a prayer for all of us. So I, I offer that today, and, and I believe in all my heart that Monica is certainly the great mother, the great woman. Uh, of all time, and we are so, so blessed to have her as our patron. So thank God for that, and we say, St. Monica, 
Pray for us, that's for sure. Thank you. The gospel today is a powerful gospel, my brothers and sisters. It's uh, the great gospel of Peter. Now, uh, if you track Peter a bit, you know that um, he was a blustery, uh, he, was a, he was a leader, there's no question. He led the disciples. But he was forceful and, and a bit arrogant. And uh, of course, when Jesus asked the question today, who do you say I am? Peter stands up and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Well, I think that's, I don't know about you, but it reminded me of my younger years, you know. I was in charge, and I was out there, and you know. And it happens, I think, to many of us. Um, we're kind of just boastful, and we want to lead, and people like us, and we get ahead of steam. He then promised, at the time of the passion and death of our Lord, he promised that he would remain with Jesus, that he would stay with them to the end, that he'd cut off the ear of anyone that attempted to get near him. And what happened? On that same night, he denies him three times. He goes to the court where they're judging Jesus late at night and some women lighting the fire to stay warm. And he's standing next to it. And they say, weren't you one of his followers? Peter begins to remonstrate, the scriptures say. He curses, no, I do not know the man. My brothers and sisters, I think that's the truth that there's a bluster, and we lead. Somewhere along the line, we make dreadful mistakes. I have. I've made crazy, stupid things. I shudder sometimes when I think about things in my past. But I know, with all my heart, I know that because of that, through that, I've come to know the Lord Jesus. I know his power. I know his grace. I know his forgiveness. I know his love. And that's what makes us disciples, ultimately. Not the bluster. Not the leadership, not the voice, our struggle, our pain, our loss. Brothers and sisters, don't neglect that. It's going to happen. It happens to all of us. Maybe not as difficult as I've just described it, but there'll be struggle. And when that comes, that we embrace it and let it become for us a source of new life, new discipleship, a new way to find our God. 
There's a beautiful, beautiful image of that very thought in a little chapel just outside of Rome on the Appian Way. Have any of you gone to the chapel called Quo Vadis? It's right out of Rome. It's a tiny little chapel. And the tradition is that Peter, having gone to Rome as the head of the disciples, had huge fear that his death was impending. So he's running out of Rome to escape it, to escape the pain, to escape the loss. And who does he meet? He meets our Lord coming into Rome. And there's that beautiful line where Peter looks at Jesus and says, Quo vadis domine? Quo vadis domine? Where are you going, Lord? And Jesus responds to Peter. Peter, I'm going to Rome to suffer persecution and crucifixion a second time. So what does Peter do? He repents, turns right around, and goes back to Rome, continues to lead the church, and ultimately and finally suffers his death. My brothers and sisters, quo vadis domine, quo vadis domine. I pray today that this church of ours, we suffer a lot. I was thinking this week, God, we've had more stuff go on and the buildings got soaked with water and we had, I don't want to tell you all this stuff. I mean, just a bunch of stuff happening. We had the storms and earthquake. And I'm saying, Monica, what are you doing to us? I mean, tears I get, but this is a little more than just a tear. Can't let that be. We've got to believe, brothers and sisters, that the way we come to know our Lord is when we suffer, when we fail. And it brings us a whole new wonderful light. So thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care for each other. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you've taught each other and that you've given to me. You've made me. You're stuck with me. And you made me the person I am. And for that, I am deeply, deeply grateful to you today. Happy feast day.